Have you had your Carlson Norwegian fish oil today? Decades ago, scientists discovered why Greenland Eskimos maintain healthy hearts despite their high-fat diets. The high level of omega-3 oils in their seafood diet protected their hearts. Carlson Norwegian fish oil provides those important omega-3 oils. The same omega-3s from cold water fish support maximum brain power, immune strength, joint comfort, and our vision too. Carlson, the very finest fish oil, is a valuable source of the important omega-3s EPA and DHA. Each teaspoon provides a full 1600 milligrams of omega-3s. And its purity is guaranteed. Try it on salads and popcorn. It tastes like lemon, not fishy. As for Carlson, the very finest fish oil at finer health food stores today. Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products, made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. Here's to Your Health discusses the current thinking in wellness, bringing you the most influential thinkers in beauty, fitness, and longevity. Your host, Joshua Lane, was part of the Dr. Ann Wigmore team that helped bring wheatgrass, sprouts, and raw foods to a worldwide audience. And now the host of Here's to Your Health, Joshua Lane. Welcome to Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And my guest is a regular contributor to the show, the fashion model, Elizabeth Thoreau, author of a book which I am very happy with called Be Fabulous at Any Age, a book about wellness and beauty and health care and skin care and hair care and nail care based on lifestyle. Elizabeth Thoreau, welcome to Here's to Your Health. Hello, Josh. So good to be with you. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm glad, happy you could give the interview today. So, Elizabeth, you wrote the book Be Fabulous at Any Age, and also you have the uh, cosmetic line of the vegan cosmetic line called Replete, which was one of the first of the vegan lines uh, using very clean ingredients. What is it that prompted you to really write your important book called Be Fabulous at Any Age? You know, when I was formulating um, the skincare, I realized that um, there was no understanding of what scared is supposed to deliver to us or perform us for our skin as an organ. It was still very uh, superficial idea, make it look good, but nobody um, looked at the impact it had on our overall system by clogging the skin, uh, taking away ability to breathe, blocking the sun that was not delivering nutrients like vitamins, minerals, and strength to the bone, leading to many bone diseases like rickets, disease of the face, that uh, they decide, oh, well, fix it with injections of silicone to get your face back on. So I realized that there was a lot of problem creating where, and then selling solutions where all we needed to do was really understand the function of the skin, 
feel good, wake up beautiful, have natural tan, not burn from the sun, and I found a way where this is actually possible. Right, right. Elizabeth, I remember, you know, we were chatting recently that uh, since you're, you know, obviously involved with fashion and you have the fashion magazine, no, fashion, FSHN, so you seem to be a fan of Coco Chanel. And what is it about about Coco (laughs) Chanel? Yeah, because you mentioned that. What is it about Coco Chanel that really you find, you know, uh, important? She was empowering women. She was the first one that created suits that had ease of movement, uh, she stayed at Jersey, created, made her vultures because she created comfortable clothes that looked elegant for women to perform daily tasks and, and still look beautiful and feel good about themselves. So she was the first one to take gossip out. She was the first one that believed that actually the suntan is the best thing for the women and created a whole line of Stripes, uh, sailor stripes like uh, beachwear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware of it, but she was the one that created it for women. And I have a quote from her that I absolutely love. How much more beautiful this young woman would be, referring to the runway, how brightly the jewelry would glitter if worn on the skin glittered by the sun. That is very nice. Isn't yeah. that beautiful? Yeah. That's yes, Coco's words. Yes. Word for word. So she really liked natural. She liked the beauty. She empowered women. And no wonder I would like her style because you can have suits that are made out of nuts. Look great at your desk or walk your dog or go shopping and still be comfortable, you know? And look tailored. And that's the secret of feminine. She believed that we need to stay a woman, be feminine, not the harsh ways of pretending to be somebody we're not, but be comfortable in our skin. And, and I always feel like I'm the continuance of her belief because I promote fashion in my magazine, FSHN. Natural, vegan, gently obtained not through force but through cooperation um, of natural resources. You know, uh, there are leathers made from pineapple. Mm-hmm. Right. There are fabrics made from coconut fibers. So there's so much nature gives to us that when somebody says money, do you think money grows on trees? And my answer is absolutely yes. Right. Not only food grows on trees, but our fabrics grows on trees and plants. Right. Our mother earth is the one we need to be gentle with and ourselves. That's why skin is so important. It's the connection between our interior and our exterior of the world, right? right. Our interior world is our emotions and our exterior world is everything we touch and feel and smell and taste. And here, That's and right. our skin allows us to do that. You right. know, if our hearing goes down, our skin can feel vibrations, so we know we are close to something. Uh, let me just give a little say this to my listeners. Uh, Elizabeth Thoreau is our guest, the author of Be Fabulous at Any Age, and Elizabeth is a regular contributor to the show. And also, Elizabeth is the formulator of Replete, the vegan skincare line, which is you know uh, very prominent and, and really you know highly regarded. 
uh, frankly. Uh, Elizabeth, on Coco Chanel, what was the fashion design that she gave us that's so iconic now? Was it, you said, what was it, stripes? Well, uh, stripes, yes, you know, the sailor stripe, mm-hmm. that's one of them, where we have now nautical fashion of uh, navy and white stripes, um, shorter pants above the ankles. My goodness, she showed women's ankles. Uh-huh. Um, and that's her creation, uh, getting rid of, uh, you know, obstruction of the waist. That's her, too, where you had a beautiful dress, a little black dress. And then uh, another signature is mixing full jewelry with real jewelry. Mm-hmm. She was the first one and only one that believed it was okay to do that. The real pearls, the real diamonds with fake pearls or fake stones. She created the feel of yourself, not the rigid, only this is allowed. She kind of opened boundaries of self-expression. There is another thing she created was uh, her beautiful Chanel uh, suit that when she first created it, it's still good now. A skirt that was more relaxed in a line where you can walk comfortably. And then a jacket that was not coming in was overlaying the skirt, not really showing how relaxed it is at the waist. So it, again, allowed movement, comfort. You can sit down and eat. Uh, you can bend over and lift things, but yet you look elegant, you know. So that suit is still going. The first design still going with a line skirt. The mixing of full jewelry, the uh, fashion jewelry you can call, with the very expensive jewelry, either diamonds or pearls or any other mixing. Uh, she was always also the one created the idea of cups, wearing a cup. Huh. Uh, to the beach, where you would go to the beach and you would have jewelry on. She believed that the beach was the right place to be. And at some point, people probably don't know that, but she would burn her feet so badly because she just loved being in the sun that she created a cork sandal. She is the one that created beach sandals out of cork. Oh, wow. That was the first. Yes, so she wouldn't burn her feet. So you see the practicality of life led her to create iconic pieces of wardrobe that are beautiful and practical. And that's why I love her. Practical first, beauty to follow. Why not both, right? Yes. The same thing in skincare. In the sun, get your natural glow. You're not supposed to burn. God didn't created life during the day for us so that we go out and get burned. It's a lot. Right. It's the burning of the top layer of the skin that creates exposing of the under layer and causing burn. You see the difference? Yes. Yes, that I do. That replete fortifies the top layer. Everybody else is burning off the top layer without it. Now I have a question. How much better your car will look if you keep peeling it with acid? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Right, not, not so much. Not so much. No, no, I I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth, do you find as you know m- you mentioned Coco Chanel? You uh, I know reading your fa- your magazine that you also promote the idea of some you know plant based and vegan uh, ultimately uh, items to use for clothing rather than you know leather or wool. Are you you in favor of that? You feel it makes sense? I would like that very much because you see the food gets eaten and then the husk of it, 
is thrown away. And it's an ideal source of fabric. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we figured it out from cotton, right? Right. Linen. Yes. Then we went on to silkworms, and really, that's kind of killing them. That oh, you know, it's still out of animals, but cotton, linen. Now we have pineapple, husk. We have coconut husk. You know how fiber? There's so much fiber in that. And what we need is a fiber to create material. Mm -hmm. So why not use that? Right. Now, I, I think it's matter of resourcefulness. Yeah. Now you 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 really work with high end fashion, and so you really feel that these synthetic fabrics have a place in high end fashion. I mean, rather than just say like a work jacket or something. Is that is that your position? No, I don't believe that high end fashion should be synthetic. It's the opposite. Even Coco Chanel was only using natural fiber. Right. She did not been synthetic at all because they don't breathe. Yes. You smell well in polyester. Right. It's an awful smell of the body when you put polyester on. So it is natural fibers, and I believe truly natural fibers that work with your body, allow the skin to breathe. That's why you should never put greasy stuff on your skin that are petroleum-based, mineral oil-based products. Even coconut oil people use on their skin. It all blocks your skin from ability to obtain oxygen, minerals, vitamins. It is not to be on your skin. It's food. Right. And it's not food for the skin. There is a difference. Replete has food for the skin inside. So you have to feed your skin as an organ to perform. But there are some plants, fruits, vegetables, flowers, barks, and roots that are food for the skin. And then there are others that are for internal body to be processed, digested, and then distributed. You see the difference? Yes. Yes. Right. So that's the idea. You really have to know what and how and when in order to get the benefit of it because God created everything which happens during the day or night and morning or afternoon. It has different purposes. So we need to match what we take in or what we apply on during appropriate time, in appropriate amount, for a reason. Mm -hmm. yes. Food can create emotion. Food, just like chemicals, create emotion. Mm -hmm. And then those emotions causes your reactions to be good or bad for your life decision. You see the link? Yes. We are what we eat. We are what we breathe. We are what we come in contact with. And we have to discern what that is based on what outcome we want. Right. It's that simple. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Elizabeth, we have we have about two minutes left. I was wondering, uh, we were chatting with Elizabeth Arrow, the author of Be Fabulous at Any Age, and Elizabeth is a former fashion model and the formulator for Replete, the vegan skincare line. Elizabeth, what's your final thought for listeners of Here's to Your Health? You know, right now, we're at the time where we have time at home to really focus and feel what life is all about and decisions we are making, where are they leading us? And I think we're at the time where a lot of lies become just that lies and a lot of truth become truth. And we have to discern which one is good for us, which one works for us, who we want to be on a daily basis, every day and every morning. 
and an opportunity to be who you want to be. Nothing more, nothing less. So what happened a year ago was a year ago. It does not define you today. And I think it's time for people to stop being victims. I use wrong cosmetics. I mean, wrong food. I have a headache. I always get a headache. There is no such a word as always. Right. It's only now. And I think people have to take responsibility for now. And then we're going to have amazing, empowered people that will lead their lives and will lead this world to a better place. Yes. Because we have the power together to be all that and do all that collectively. But it starts one person at a time. So why not? You, whoever's listening to us today, you be the leader, starting with your life and enjoying it forward in a good, positive, natural, respectful way to the planet, other people, and yourself. Choose well and be well. Our guest has been Elizabeth Thoreau. Elizabeth is the, a former fashion model, the author of the book, uh, Be Fabulous at Any Age. I'm happy to say, oh, Elizabeth also the formulator of Replete, the vegan skincare line, and I'm happy to say that Elizabeth is a regular contributor to the show. This is Josh Lane. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. Most American diets are low in cold water fish that are abundant in important omega-3 oils. DHA and EPA are the vital components of fish oil that provide healthy benefits. Not only are they crucial for brain and vision development, they're very important for cardiovascular health. Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great-tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence. For Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today. That's right. Ask for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Welcome to this edition of Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane. And my guest is Elizabeth Power. Elizabeth Power, who is the founder of the Trauma-Informed Academy and has a new book out called Healer, Reducing crises, and Elizabeth works with uh, trauma in our life, but and trauma obviously covers a lot of area. And uh, Elizabeth seems to have a skill uh, discussing this important topic with us. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Josh. I'm honored to be here. Now, by starting out on the interview, may I ask where you received your undergraduate and graduate degrees? 
sure. My undergraduate degree is from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, and my graduate degree is from Vanderbilt University, and I currently teach at Georgetown Medical School part-time. Now, with your degree at, at Vanderbilt, so you work with trauma. Mm-hmm. What? But I know that, based on research, that you have been involved with this idea of healing trauma, I guess literally since the 70s. What was the original mm-hmm. movement that you were involved with? I began my work helping develop the early movement against, to help people who experience sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Across the years, I've generalized that a lot more in terms of looking at the impact of the things that overwhelm everybody, no matter what the name of them is, and that change our lives and make us less than who we are capable of being. So now, sexual trauma, unfortunately, affects... Uh, is the official number one third of American women? So it's, or it's probably more than that. But so this is really a serious topic. It, it is a serious topic, and if you stop and think about the number of people who've been overwhelmed by death or natural disasters, think about the fires in, in California right now, for example, or the floods here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. or a, an automobile accident, or a medical crisis, or abuse and neglect, which we almost always think of, but not these other things medical crisis, death of a loved one, these are all events that are traumatic because they can overwhelm some people so much that they can't make sense out of life, they think they're going to die, they're afraid that they're going to be badly injured, or maybe just truly lose their mind. We're not talking about things that irritate and annoy us here. We're talking about things, whatever they are, that could be much bigger. All right, all right. Our guest is Elizabeth Power, author of a book called Healer, Reducing Crises. And Elizabeth, so now... Something as damaging as sexual assault seems to me very difficult to 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 rationalize or to 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 work with to, to to survive that. And you have mentioned that the feeling is not the fact. So how does that statement, which I think is a very lovely statement, how does that work with something? Let's talk about, if you don't mind, this kind of physical sexual assault. Well, here's the first thing. Um, I may feel terrified, awful, horrific after surviving a sexual assault or after experiencing something. Let's just, we can even back it down to something as easy as getting grossed on an airplane. Okay. Um, and not being able to get away from that. And what, what happens is that every time I approach an airplane or a hotel from that point on, that's what happened, is I have to recognize that factually everything may be fine, even though I may be feeling anxious. And I have to moderate those two things. I have to learn how to regulate, which is key, those two feelings. Then I can begin to operate in, in a way that allows me to continue traveling if I need to, continue staying in hotels if I need to. But I have to modulate that, learn how to regulate that feeling, and I have to learn how to moderate my environment so that I can cope. And what I feel may not be the fact of what's going on. I can feel terribly sad, and I can still enjoy a movie. I can be terribly angry with someone, but that doesn't mean that they're a wretched person. All right, all right. So, so that that makes sense to me intellectually. And you know, you just, the the idea you just mentioned now—the idea of being, you know, groped, a female being groped on an airplane—which seems to me, you know, damned annoying and something, and really makes you anxious and angry. And mm-hmm. I guess that's that's kind of on the modest end of sexual trauma, isn't it? Um, it is, but the thing is, it's, it's really, there's no competition for what's worse. It's, what really matters is, how does the event affect the person? If the person thinks they might lose their mind or 
or be injured or die, then it becomes traumatic. And for some people, being grossed on an airplane can feel just that overwhelming. For others, it doesn't. I see. I mean, my trick question, Josh, is always, who might a hangnail be traumatic? And yes. that's a powerful question when you begin to pick it apart. Yes. Oh, actually, that. thank you. Our guest is Elizabeth Power, author of Healer, Reducing Crises. Elizabeth, that was, you know, very well uh, said. And I didn't notice in preparation for the interview that you work with uh, many large corporations, uh, chatting with them. Did you do you work with Ford? Did you work with J.D. Powers? Uh, J.D. Powers Associates was a client of mine for about 10 years. And now what would, now J.D. Powers, aren't they known for ratings of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, safety of cars? Yeah, and uh, So what did they, what did they want from you? Consumer research company and any comp- anything that has a serial number they can work with. All righty. And so, and your information, obviously, if they use you for 10 years, they thought, oh my goodness, this, this Elizabeth Power, she has something to say to us. So your information, your ideas apply to all of us. Is that it? Here's the cool thing, Josh. I'm sure you've heard of emotional intelligence, which is a big, hot thing in, in human resources, talent development, and corporations around the world. The skills required for emotional intelligence are the, some of the same skills required for not only recovery from trauma, but mitigating against the possibility of events becoming traumatic that may not be for many, many people. All right. And it's simple. It's like self-awareness, self-regulation, social awareness relationship skills, empathy, and decision-making. Those are all critical skills in emotional intelligence that also undergird healing from traumatic experiences and reducing the risk of future trauma. They don't affect systemic stuff like like systemic structural racism, but they do affect a lot of things. I go in a workplace, I'm being gaslit. If I had higher levels of emotional intelligence, number one, it's not going to affect me the same way it would someone who doesn't have a higher level of emotional intelligence. And number two, I'm going to be better equipped to respond to that when it happens to me, when I do have a higher level of emotional intelligence. Yes, all right. Th- that's, again, well, well said. I, I think I can understand the concept. This applies then really in all situations for us, that the idea of, okay, something has bad has happened, and but the question then is, okay, but how do I perceive it and how do I process it? Is that, is that kind of correct? Yeah, and how do I insulate myself against its effect and against the effect of other difficult things that may happen in my life? So how do we start out? It's like the difference between going going into going into um, a, a sporting area into a football game with nothing but tights and 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 a t-shirt on versus thigh pads, kidney pads, shoulder pads, all that. You need some shoulder pads and some kidney pads now and then in life, and this helps people build those. That's right. Okay, I I, that, I I I certainly understand that. And when yeah. you when you speak to business groups, do are is it is it so that the business groups are more efficient in their organization, or they're more efficient or effective in working with their con, the consumer clients? I mean, what what is their emphasis? All of it. All of it. All of it. Let me tell you how come. Imagine a call center. Everybody calls call centers, but nobody calls a call center when they're happy. So you've got this poor person with agent, call center agent, has really limited power about what they can do. And all day long, all they're doing is getting hammered with calls from people who are unhappy and upset. You know what? Call center turnover or contact center turnover is often 49%. Wow. Okay. And that's partly because these folks have limited power, also have limited opportunity 
to recover from really negative calls. It's kind of like they get sprayed all over them when they're on the phone with that person. near the fire, but that person is the dog. And so the impact of overwhelming experiences on personnel is huge. It's about retention. It's about engagement. It's about profitability. It's about efficiency. It's about being a good steward in one's community. Who does it benefit to have a 49% turnover turning out people, you know, sending people back out into the, into the job market who are already burned out to a crisp because all they've taken is ugly calls from unhappy people who, and they have almost very, very limited power about how they can impact that. That's you know that's actually a very good analogy, a very good example because you're right. I, people call the call center when you know the stereo isn't working, the TV is not working, the phone's not working, mm-hmm. right? So people are unhappy, right? And they do have limited power. So that, that that's actually a very good analogy. So so what do you tell management? You tell management to to train the people to understand that it's not personal the attacks. Is that it? Well, I, I, yes, but the problem is your brain doesn't know the difference. Your brain doesn't know if it's you or, or something has nothing to do with you when when you're being yelled at um, on, on the phone on the contact center. The first thing we do is we have them look at what are their values and what do they really want in this environment? What do they really want for the people that they hire? Or do they want to reduce their turnover? And then we help them look at in a contact center everything from how fast is the switch pushing calls? What's happening in the wrap-up time and in the time between calls? How are they fostering an environment that reduces the risk of people being overwhelmed um, in terms of, are they really looking at the agent's experience of what could reduce these calls? Because the agents know more than most of the rest of us about what's happening on the calls. We help the agents develop some simple skills that allow them to be less impacted by what they experience. It's not an excuse for things continuing as they are. It's how do we look at the elements of the system, the technology, the people, and the processes that contribute to an overwhelming waste of human talent and customer dissatisfaction. And then we go and systematically resolve those. We look at policies. We look at process. We look at technology input. We look at, um, I happen to be a Six Sigma Black Belt in process improvement. We look at what contributes to the process being broken. Are there are 80% of the calls caused by 20% of the issues, and what can we do to reduce the, those issues? And so we begin to engage the people that are involved in solving the problem in a way that's more meaningful, as well as um, looking high, highly and deeply at all of the inputs that go into an agent chooses to ghost a job. What happened? Right, yeah. right. Our, our guest is Elizabeth Power. Elizabeth Power is uh, the author of Healer, Reducing Crises, and uh, Elizabeth has an organization, the Trauma Informed Academy, and other organizations as well. Elizabeth, so for the listeners of Here's to Your Health, how can they contact you to find out more about your good work and about your new book, A Healer Reducing Crises? They're coming in, Josh. Thanks. They can always go to elizabethpower.com and poke around on the site, and there's a tab for the book, and there's a tab for the topics we talk about. They can also go out and look at thetraumainformedacademy.com. Um, and they can, if they are users of Linktree or Linktree, they can find all of my social media contacts at Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash E-Power, all run together. Uh, Elizabeth, I, so since now we're in the COVID-19 time and everyone has kind of been locked down and there's so much uh, social mm-hmm. isolation, which seems to me very stressful. It seems very stressful for every mm-hmm. person. Have you have people been asking you about that specific topic uh, the past year and a half? 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Every, they certainly have because the isolation is a key piece. You know, I can I can say to people very casually, you know, on Zoom, in terms of using Zoom and all the video apps we're now using, your grandchildren will probably might be living off-planet. We need to get used to this and learn how to read the micro-expressions, again, just over video. Um, for people who are older, it's so easy for neighbors and community members just to put people on a regular call schedule, say, how you doing? What's going on? You doing okay? It's it's really hard. It's, it's, you know, it takes a little bit of creativity. Um, I sometimes I live on a street with three older women who are in their 80s who've been here since this neighborhood opened up, and I will walk up and leave a slice of cake or something I've cooked on their step and step back and just check on them, just see how they're doing. And we all need to give that, and we all need to receive that. It's yes. not about me. It's yes. about we. Yes. And that's the big thing. Yes. Yes, Elizabeth, very well spoken. Yes, yes, I, I completely agree. That's, that's, that's a very nice gesture to leave a person, you know, something you've cooked, uh, you know, someone who knows you. It seems like a, a very nice thing. And we all do need the human interaction. And we, of course, benefit by doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yes. So that seems like good advice. What else can we do now uh, during this time? So you, you really feel that, you know, Zoom and phone calls, it's not the same as being there in person, but you feel we should really pursue that. We should take a look at that and pursue that because if we're going to have space travel, commercial and as well as international, and if we're going to be inhabiting and, and camping out on other planets, how do we think those folks are going to communicate with us? And if we're going to have continuing pandemic after pandemic, and I think, frankly, we are at the beginning rather than the end of this, then how are we going to sustain relationships when we live in constrained environments? And that's the key because traumatic experiences almost always occur in relationships and they are almost always supported in healing in relationships. So how do we build relationships when things are the way they were maybe, oh, 60, 70 years ago? We didn't have all the instant access to everything. We didn't have a thousand different choices at the grocery store. How are we going to maintain our civility, our compassion, and our hope? And it's by looking at what we can do creatively. Do you have an LCD projector for your theater, for your in-home theater? Can you put 10 seats in the backyard and make them socially distance, hang a sheet, and invite people to come watch a movie? Hmm. Um, you know, can, can, you, can you do a progressive dinner where everybody brings their own plate and they, they have their own dishes and you socially distance? Again, yards are great. We forgot yards. And in some places, we may not have yards. But what can we do with what we have? The people are tremendously creative and tremendously have, have tremendous assets for being able to figure out different ways of relating, different ways of being in a relationship with each other. Mail. Why not write letters to each other again? Right, right. That seems like a very nice idea. Our guest has been Elizabeth Power. Elizabeth Power, the author of Healer, Reducing Crises, which I think you'll find is a, a book that you'll enjoy reading. And as you can tell, Elizabeth is very well spoken. You can see many of her videos online. The, my guest, again, has been Elizabeth Power, and the book is Healer, Reducing Crises. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health, and we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back after these important messages. U-Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products, made in Southern California. Try new U-Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. 
U-Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. U-Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. U-Theory, made for all of you. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish. And most American diets are low in important omega-3 oils. Omega-3 oils are the vital components of fish that provide numerous health benefits. Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems supply concentrated amounts of these omega-3 oils that are needed to support vision, brain function, and a healthy heart. Each great-tasting Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gem Soft Gel contains 1,250 milligrams of fish oil from deep cold-water fish. That supplies a full 800 milligrams of omega-3s, all in only one easy-to-swallow soft gel. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for they are tested for purity, potency, and freshness by an independent FDA-registered laboratory. Ask for Carlson Elite Omega-3 Gems at your favorite natural food retailer today. Welcome to Here's to Your Health. I'm your host, Josh Lane, and my guest is Hillary Crowley, and Hillary is the author of the book, The Power of Energy Medicine, uh, Your Natural Prescription for Resilient Health, and Hillary is a return guest to the show because her last interview was really uh, so very good uh, I thought we'd bring her back. Uh, Hillary, thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Now, Hillary, you are an energy healer, uh, and you practice your your work uh, in a uh, situation uh, where there are many physicians on staff, and you come from a, a family of physicians. Your parents and grandparents were physicians, and so doing at, doing work as an energy healer uh, seems like a bit of a departure. You know, it is a bit of a departure, and yet I, I like to think that if um, I could talk to my grandparents who are all deceased at this point because they were born in 1800 and 1900 and 1901, I, I say 1899, right, the 1800s. Um, so 1899, 1901, you know, I feel like they lived a beautiful life and they came out of a to each other. 
But in energy healing, Josh, it's also, I think we've forgotten that the human connection, the actual physical touch, is healing in itself as well. Yes. Um, I had a, a call from a client uh, two weeks ago, and she lives in the New York area, and she did, wasn't calling for a session. She was just calling to say, I'm going through a tough time because um, a baby that she had birthed, so she would be um, somebody, uh, obstetrician, you know, birthed the baby. She said, I, can you send a couple extra prayers? I wouldn't ask you if it didn't matter. And I said, of course. And as I went into my connection through my heart to her heart, I realized I needed to exclaim back to her. I said, I will send all the prayers in the world, but make sure that the baby is being touched. Right? Who would think that a baby could be born and not be able to be touched, but with all the medical things that keep a baby alive, they're miracles in themselves. I know I like to talk about this, the miracle of modern medicine, Josh, but with all the miracles with the incubator, the baby wasn't getting human touch. So based on my work that I do as an energy healer, which I like to think is a tribute to my grandparents, you know, the doctors and uncles, and I do have family now, but like, I'm the one who, I'm the one who sits at the table as a member of the family that says, don't forget the touch. Don't forget the power, the natural power to heal through touch. Um, that's one aspect of energy healing. Well, our guest is Hillary Crowley, author of The Power of Energy Medicine. Hillary, I like the way you uh, made us understand your connection to healthcare and the work of you know your your, your grandmother because I think you made a very good uh, point uh, and of course children do need to be touched and I guess that we all respond to touch but the fact that the children might be in an incubator there most of the time and no one's really touching them can really adversely affect their health is that being recognized by mainstream medicine? I do think it is because if you go to any hospital you'll see that they ask for volunteers to hold the babies like they literally need to create a category for is there somebody who has time to hold the baby it's not anybody on our staff uh, because they're busy and you know they can't make any errors and they you know they got to make sure they're not making any medical errors and they're tracking everything but I think that we if, if I remember correctly the hospitals that I've been associated with there are people who sit and hold babies on purpose now with the COVID pandemic I would bet that some of the volunteers aren't allowed in, and if, if we do nothing else today, let's remind everyone who's listening about health care to, if, if there's a child or a baby in distress and they don't know better to ask for it themselves, never mind the humans, that we need to ask for our hugs back now, and, but if it's a child or a baby in distress, let's remember that there's incredible power in the, in the human touch and the holding of the baby. That, that, that's the signal to the baby that their vagus nerve is going to be um, um, relaxed and put, it, it signals the baby to be held that, they, that they're safe and that's the training of the baby. And I also have to believe that would help in the case that I'm talking about, it would help the child feel the sense of well-being and it's not in distress and therefore it will improve its, its um, uh, what would we call it, its chances of survival. Mm-hmm. I, I just I say that with such a soft and gentle heart because um, I don't want to be clinical about the situation. It's, it is about human touch and it's like following our own desire to, to touch and reach out. Yes, we want to make sure that those incubators somehow, somehow we get to have that human touch. Yes, always. I would fight for that, yes, if 
if I had to, yeah. Our guest is Hillary Crowley, who is the author of a book called The Power of Energy Medicine, and Hillary's a return guest to the show, and uh, The Power of Energy Medicine is uh, published by Skyhorse Publishing. I mention that because they have uh, so many excellent books on wellness and healing that really I kind of see them as an industry leader, so I, I really think it's a little badge of honor uh, to be published by Skyhorse uh, Publishing. Uh, Hillary, you, I noticed in one of the uh, patients uh, that you work with, uh, a man who was a cancer patient, and uh, who in, in, you, in your book you mentioned he didn't have a lot of schooling and he joined the service when he was only 17. They let him in even though they knew he was not even 18 years of age. And uh, he had problems with cancer and problems in his shoulder. And did you ask him, you asked him a question about something that was traumatic and how he uh, was at a, was at a party when he was young and that he was made fun of and it really, it really, he really held that trauma in his, in his body? Well, I actually didn't, I, I, the way I tell the story is that he actually didn't have a problem with his shoulder, which is one of the funny things about energy work. He's like, you're nowhere near where my cancer is in my body. And I said, yes, but I'm in the area up by the shoulder, which holds the memories. Um, it's considered an energy. Imagine the body, Josh, is like a map. And those of you out there who are listening know that the body gets mapped just like any other terrain that, that the humans study. And, of course, we study our own bodies, right? So um, it's considered up on the shoulder. It was actually his right shoulder. That, that holds um, sort of like the library and the files of experiences that are useful if you want to pull them out, like a doctor going through, you know, somebody's file. And in the file, it was showing shame and humiliation. And then he said, oh, I don't have any shame and humiliation in my life. And then he came back the next week. He goes, you know what? I thought about one situation where there was shame and humiliation. And he went on to unpack that story about the shame and humiliation. But it took him a whole week to recall it. And that's why it's so important to not give somebody 10 or 15 minutes to recall everything that's ever happened to them. Give them time. Trust that the body will release um, just like the toxicity of of, of of any chemical thing, it releases the toxicity of emotions or traumas slowly but surely as long as you're patient. Think about the word patient, right? Like maybe way back in the day when they called patients patients was because the healers, um, before we were all told we had to be in a rush, would um, just simply know that their patients, these people who come in who are sick, we have to be patient with them, they have to be patient with us and believe that the body is always healing, right? And so his body, his healing body, probably woke him up in the middle of the night. That's what he told me. I didn't put that in the book, but, you know, he said, I thought of something, and it might not be a big deal, and then he went on to tell me this. And, and we're talking about the character Murphy in the book, Josh. Do you mind if I tell you one thing that he said to me sure. um, that isn't, it's off the record kind of thing. Um, he, uh, he said to me that... Um, we were working together, and I'm in my office right now, so it was actually in this very room. He said, you know, someday, Hillary, you could write a book about this. And I said, oh, no, no, Murphy, you write the book. You write the book. And um, and he said, no, I think you're going to be writing the book. So his journey went on, and he was healed from cancer, and you, I, won't, I won't spoil the end for you. Um, but it turns out that he knew he was telling a big story that needed to be recorded, um, his journey to heal you know, his journey to heal the cancer. And um, 
being able to listen to his own body and then share it with another practitioner. So I, I, I love storytelling and I do love being published um, through Skyhorse because they allow people to tell their stories. And I think I've heard the head of Skyhorse once say on his own, uh, on another podcast who was being interviewed with, um, he said, um, he said, you know, we need to just start listening to people instead of making judgments. Why don't we just fill the airwaves with information and then trust people, be patient with people to come to their own conclusions. I love that, don't you? I love that. Yes, yes I do. And also again, I, I am very happy with the publishers, oh, excuse me, with the authors that Skyhorse Publishing has sent me over the number of years because they really seem to be progressive thinkers on wellness, which is, you know, I mean, that's we're, we're talking wellness here, and wellness is more than just, you know, uh, not drinking soda or smoking cigarettes, although that's terribly important, uh, but there's so much to it now, and it does seem to me that the wellness movement has really gained ground uh, in the United States and I guess around the world. So I'm very positive because these ideas that you and I chat about, maybe if we were talking about these 10, 15 years ago, people would have said, oh, that's just wacky. But now they don't. Now people are listening. That's so true. And I have this funny story about myself, which is I have never had anybody tell me that this stuff is wacky. And I walk in a lot of, for goodness sakes, I'm calling from New, New England right now. You know, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling from like Berkeley, California. I'm in New England and I don't know, and I'm a, I'm a very accessible person, and, but I've never had anybody walk up to me and say it's wacky because I think at the end of the day, the truth is, is that people know that there are missing parts of healing and they're, they're, they're craving it, Josh. They're craving it. it. Just like somebody walking out of a desert who wasn't allowed a glass of water, speaking of basic healing health rights, you know? And this urgency that people have when they take their healing seriously, um, yes, that blends over to those of us who, who, who have decided to write books about this because we just want to be part of the conversation. We don't want to control. We believe that the body can heal itself, and we just want to encourage everybody to get as much information as they can. And in my case, the information is don't ever forget that your body has an incredible consciousness inside of it. Don't give that consciousness away. That your life force is is just that. It's 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 biologically a fact that you are you don't have to plug into a wall to be alive and our cells, our cell biology is amazing. And so I'm with you on that optimism that it's almost like everybody's getting a chance to wake up, truly wake up to, the, well, to name my book, it's the power of energy medicine, but the power of energy that's inside of us. And, but also wake up to maybe people have spiritual beliefs. Um, maybe people remember things from their gardening. Um, um, these beautiful books that are getting published on gardening and homesteading and remembering you know, I, this year, because of um, a book I read over at Skyhorse, you know, we grew our own garden, and I have one problem, and the only problem is I have too many tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. like I have too much, you know, I'll, that's changed me. You know, we're all changing. We're, we're remembering the root of who we are, and I'm very happy to be part of that conversation. And in my case, my garden is the energy growing and the awareness of that. Our guest has been Hillary Crowley. 
Hillary Crowley is the author of a book called The Power of Energy Medicine, uh, Your Natural Prescription for Resilient Health. And uh, this book is published by Skyhorse Publishing, which I'm very happy to say is a very strong publishing house, and they have some very good books. And Hillary's book I especially like, very uh, clear, uh, very good information that you, even if you really know the subject very well or if you're an absolute beginner, you'll get a lot of information from Hillary's book, so it's fun to have her back on the show. This is Josh Lane. You're listening to Here's to Your Health, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers, with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me? criminally insane. Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry and of course the rock stars themselves. I'm the Reverend Al Green and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne and I said Wayne Insane. You can find it on Amazon or Blackstone Audio. Search for the latest from the greatest from Daryl Wayne, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-W-A-Y-N-E. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Insane Daryl Wayne. Aren't you? (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Here's to Your Health with Joshua Lane. If you have any questions about the guests or topics discussed tonight, please give us a call at 818-707-0005. That number is 818-707-0005. This is Josh Lane. On behalf of the cast and crew, I would like to wish you a healthy and safe good evening. Have you had your Carlson Norwegian fish oil today? Decades ago, scientists discovered why Greenland Eskimos maintain healthy hearts despite their high-fat diets. The high level of omega-3 oils in their seafood diet protected their hearts. Carlson Norwegian fish oil provides those important omega-3 oils. The same omega-3s from cold water fish support maximum brain power, immune strength, joint comfort, and our vision too. Carlson, the very finest fish oil, is a valuable source of the important omega-3s EPA and DHA. Each teaspoon provides a full 1600 milligrams of omega-3s. And its purity is guaranteed. Try it on salads and popcorn. It tastes like lemon, not fishy. As for Carlson, the very finest fish oil at finer health food stores today. Theory is a family-owned and operated supplement brand on a mission to inspire wellness in all. From farm to shelf, quality is at the heart of our products made in Southern California. Try new Theory Daily Fat Burner for healthy weight management. Theory Turmeric to support healthy inflammation response. Theory Collagen for hair, skin, nails, tendons, and ligaments. And Ashwagandha to help reduce stress, boost overall well-being and clarity. Theory made for all of you.